Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. If you live for something, watch Okay, this was the best choice of book. He can both history to help. They say what don't kill me can make me stronger. Yeah, it is gonna be the stuff that bitch drinks a night should help me live longer. I blow some smoke just to give my lungs a test. Cause why tip told you This is what I came for I'm on a journey, yeah, I'm on a roll. Sometimes gotta close my eyes. Well, I think that was your first mistake was working out. And I don't know what else you could want from me, Aaron. Hey, welcome back to the Brotherhood of Batman podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm the oldest out of us. I produce this mess. And thanks for tuning in to the Brotherhood of Batman, where my brothers make up stories that have no sense in anything, and we read them. So, <laughs> Well, I'm Jake. I'm the metal brother. I'm the one that came up with that nonsensical list of comics that we have been reading through. And uh, although I didn't write these books, you can blame me for putting them in the show. That's true. And I'm Ben, the baby brother, your sunshine in Gotham. And for once, I actually like Jake's list. And uh, this <laughs> season is better known as the season where Aaron will pout his way through it. So <laughs> thank you for listening. We are a podcast where three brothers get together to talk about DC comic books. And the <laughs> Batman name is because the B goes with the B and brother. And so we're going through uh, DC continuity. This episode, we will be talking about Flash 92 through 94, which are um, slightly uh, insane, but also super important. <laughs> so how are you, boys? Uh, all right. Doing pretty good. It's been a good. while. Yeah. So yeah, we, uh, we try to make a theme drink uh, for every episode that we do sometimes. It's, it's been hard during pandemic. We are not, um, we're not together, so we don't take turns. We're all left to do it by ourselves but did you guys uh did you guys make a drink for this episode uh you sent us a recipe what was the one that you came up with uh so i made a drink uh called uh well it it's original cocktail called snakes in the grass but uh we're calling it tonight it's called (laughs) snakes in the closet because uh we i'm recording in the comic closet um it's it's basically a gin and lemon martini uh, it's pretty delicious. Oh, nice. Nice. Well, it is Sounds June, delicious. so if you need to come out of the closet, Jake, we're here for you. Oh, well, that's thanks. Thanks. Uh, Harvey, it's, happy Pride Month. <laughs> it, it's like my favorite room in the house, so I think I'll just stay. <laughs> is it a room? Does that does a closet count as a room? It has a door and a window and its own light. It's a room. All right, I guess that it does have a window. That's legit. That's fair. Does he make right? a beverage, Aaron? Uh, I have a, uh, I honestly, I have a gin and tonic. That's what I got going on because I didn't have any of the shit Jake had on the list. So, <laughs> and you did not want to drink the beverage I sent both of you. I didn't have any so. of the shit on your list either. <laughs> so I, I just did didn't want to drink it because I didn't want to die. So <laughs> fair. I did not drink it because I will be on an airplane tomorrow and I need to be able to go to sleep tonight. But I made a beverage that I promise I'm actually going to make and drink the next time. We record in person so you can have the highest energy bend possible nice. 
It is a red four loco mixed with a yellow summer um, red bowl. And uh, it'll get you a little hyper, a little crazy, and your heart might stop. So don't okay, so make it. <laughs> where does one get four loco now, Ben? Where do you get I don't that? even know. The black the like, it, it, was a very, it was a very appropriate drink for this circle book, k <laughs> yeah <laughs> circle k um Maybe. i don't know i'm gonna have to hunt it down i don't have the things in my possession but i knew i wasn't gonna actually make it tonight so but okay. that drink is called impulse even though nice. in this book we meet a character named impulse but he's not named in it so aaron let me go ahead and stop all your bitching right away by letting you know uh, that the person who actually gives him the name Impulse is none other than Batman. Oh. Well, they only mention the name Impulse, that he's impulsive, about 400 times in these issues, Ben. So it doesn't take half a genius or the world's greatest detective to they figure only say out the that word that's once. Gonna... They only said it once. One they time. No, they, they say it, it at least like half a times. dozen. At least half a dozen. I circled. They said him. I said I, I wrote down and circled. They've said he's impulsive like twenty times. Hey guys. So, okay, hey, hey guys, see. guys, guys. What's been going on? In Geeky Did you read World? the whole trade, Aaron? Because you were supposed to only read the first three issues. That's all I read. Did. Oh, believe me, that's all I read. Ben. It's one time. It's one time. <laughs> it's not one. Time. Because I was like, oh, they said it one time. You know what? We're gonna find the page. Hey guys, hey guys. He's not even in most of it. Guys. What, Jake? Hey guys. What's been going on going on in your geeky little worlds? Stop talking about comic books or what do you think you're doing, nerd? Stop spending Get those words! I'm the Batman of geeks, bitch. Um, um, my geeky world is trying to find a replacement brother. Um, no, but <laughs> I started reading the uh, refrigerator monologues, Jake. I oh, nice. It. I'm not going to get into details until I've read the whole thing, but um, it's it's good. It's like <laughs> well written and dark and yeah. So that is a book that Jake gave me a couple episodes ago. Um, that is basically a look at what happens to the females in comic books once they die and what happens is they get real mad. <laughs> so, huh. yeah. So nice. I started that. Yeah. Well, our, I think our last episode was probably bat, uh, Batman Catwoman number five. And we did not mention in there that drunk Selena falls to the roof of the history museum and lands on a dinosaur <laughs> and has to be saved by Batman. So I don't know. I, and I know it, we've already passed that. And this isn't my weekend gig. I just want to make sure we touched on that. Did you think that was rem- like her, like symbolic of her falling into the Batcave and landing on his dinosaur down there? Oh, uh, nice. I don't know. I don't know if that was symbolic or not, but I just want to make sure we touched on that. Uh, my weekend gig is I read. <laughs> Uh, the Aaron, are you novel. drinking the four local and Red Bull drink right now? It's no, talking why? very quickly. <laughs> it sounds like you're going to. Well, we only way. have like a 38 minute window to get this shit in before my phone dies. You know that. That's true. <laughs> you uh, said masterpiece wrong. Go ahead. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I read the. I just finished the graphic novel of Road to Perdition, oh, the uh, the book that the awesome Tom Hanks movie is based off of. And it it's really, really good. I don't know if you guys have read it or not. It's it's very different. It's different in a lot of ways from the movie, but a lot of similar elements. Um, 
I'm going to do a spoiler here. So if you've seen the movie or not seen the movie or not read the book and you want to skip ahead about 30 seconds. Uh, but in the movie, uh, Tom Hanks is very deliberate uh, about not having his kid kill anybody. And in the book, he does, uh, which is pretty contrast to to the movie. But I think it, it, it really was a well done graphic novel. So if you guys are interested in that, I have it. You're welcome to borrow it. Nice. Yeah, um, I also have it, and I've gotten, I haven't gotten to that part, so I'll, I will have to reread it. Um, I, I, you know, I, wait, I, Jake, I, you own stuff you haven't read? No, <laughs> I, I don't. I, I don't. I promise, Sarah. Um, I've read everything in this room. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, there, there's a sequel too, Aaron. You should check that out if you like that one. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, kind of similar to Aaron's, um, talking about the difference between live action and the comic that it's inspired by. Uh, Sarah, my wife and I, we just finished um, season one of The Boys. Uh, very much oh, enjoyed I it. Love that fucking show. It was very good. Um, it's very different from the comic. It's paced completely different. Uh, it tackles um, the sensitive issues that. Basically, when I heard they were going to do an adaptation of The Boys into a TV show, not yeah. just a movie, I was like, there's no way they can do that. And they can't They yeah. can't do 80% of the stuff that they did in the book. And they do a lot they of it, did. but they treat it much better, and it's much mm-hmm. it's, it's more appropriate to the age and the sensibilities of this time. And I thought uh, I love... Uh, Carl Urban as Butcher. Um, Again, when he was cast, I'm like, I like Carl Urban. Like, I really do. Like, he's he's up there in my list of people that I enjoy watching. But I was like, he's not Butcher. He's too little. But uh, watching him as this uh, gruffy, what is Uh he, Aaron? Is he Scottish? Something. He's he's yeah, like from the islands over there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's just he's just a badass, and he doesn't give a shit, and he's. He's a horrible human being at this point in his life, and uh, it, it's a fun, fun story to be on the ride for, and I look forward to... We're going to get into season two pretty soon, I think. Um, yeah. I know she is the most excited because Jensen Ackles has been cast to play a character for season three, so we've got to hurry up and get there before <laughs> those episodes come out. Of course, she loses interest. I'm going to laugh if he's only in, like, one episode. <laughs> that was, like, her whole motivation. <laughs> so, uh, Homelander, Jake, he is one scary fucking dude in that show. Uh, agreed, yeah. Uh, they and they, they did ahead. a great job of, in the comics, he comes much more off as a... A combination of a, like a Superman and a Captain America. He's this very patriotic, very upstanding, yeah. very classic archetype of the, a superhero. And the way that that actor portrays him in the show oh, is just—it's creepy and it's completely—it's oh, you... oh, completely void <laughs> of any like real human behavior. Yeah, and yeah. you know, watching his story unfold, which. Which is a, the one of the bigger departures that I was uh, pleasantly surprised with from the book is they dove quickly into Homelander's backstory and tied him uh-huh. into what was happening with um, the storyline of season one. And you, you understand by the end of the season why he's devoid of these human emotions, but 
watching him and the, the the way that that character or that that actor is able to pull that off is yeah it, it's haunting and i, I yeah, very, it is haunting and just like it, it yeah it gets it gets more so in season two and uh my one of my favorite people on that show is uh kimiko the uh asian american girl who doesn't say anything and she's played by karen fukuhara um and what i've read like and heard about the cast on this show is that she is like the sweetest nicest person you'll <laughs> ever meet but she is like this demonic like silent silent assassin killer on the show and you oh, do God. not want to run into her into a dark alley but it's just like a total like deviation from who she really is in real life which is i think is just awesome when a character and an actor can go into that role in yeah. such a mm-hmm. way that they're like nothing like who they really are yeah. So is the book series long? Like, or are they going to be adding a lot? I feel like, well, they did some expansion issues. They've done some like um, issues post the full series. I haven't read those, but um, so the main boys' story is twelve trade paperbacks, and yeah, I think I each trade is only like four or five issues. It's not overly long of a complete story, but they're adding a lot of meat to what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. That they could, and they, they, I think they've actually by season two they've created a unique character for just for the show. So I, I think there's enough world building that they're going on that they can stretch it out or yeah. just continue after with. Like Aaron said, there's I think there's some prequels and some sequel issues. Um, so I think there's enough of a world to play in for a while. Yeah. Well, Sarah told me that she will let me know if I should watch it after the second season. I was like, honey, if it's more than three episodes of being unsure, that's a no for me. <laughs> but yeah, uh, my commitment is I'll watch three episodes of something. And if I'm not impressed, that's all the time it gets. <laughs> you you may fair. like it if that's you fair. knew There's what you were getting into. Um, there are some characters, I think, Ben, that you would love, uh, I think. But there are some characters that you would um to the bottom of your soul despise and may make it oh, yeah. <laughs> may make it hard to watch for you so there. yeah all right gentlemen i've said my piece all right let the in this corner we have aaron in this corner we have <laughs> no, no, it's fine it's fine um so right off the bat i'm going to say that these three issues lead directly into zero hour but what i think is really funny what is, three issues did we um, read then we read 92, 93, 94, but in the trade paperback, which is what Aaron read and what I'm guessing you read, Jake, the actual zero hour parts of 94 are cut out of this trade. Oh. So the choice made complete sense to have it here, um, not just for the reasons I wanted it here, but for the actual thing we're doing where the Green Lantern episode we just did ended with the zero hour issue, this flash catch up is um ends with a zero hour issue so if you guys want to read that i have it but i flipped through it and it's not important basically the person (laughs) that we've met in the zero hour book with the gold hair or whatever shows up to get him shows up to see wally um all right Ben. so give us a like give us a recap of flash 92 through 94 all right so flash 92 through 94 is the very important introduction of one mr impulse who is wally west's the current flash's cousin from the future let's see what else um that's about it (laughs) basically (laughs) basically this world's flash wally west 
um, is the nephew of Barry Allen, who's the Flash most people are familiar with. Yeah, he's um, blood-related to Iris. He's blood-related to Barry's wife, Iris. In these issues, Iris shows up from the future, having died or whatever, um, and she's like, hey, Wally, I'm here, and you, I've picked you as the Flash that's got to save my grandson. And Wally's like, what now? And her grandson was raised Aaron's in a like, virtual what now? <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, her grandson was raised in a virtual reality world because he was born with super speed, and all of the other flashes we've had were not born with super speed. So he his like metabolism and stuff is going too fast, and his heart's racing too fast, and he doesn't know how to control it. So he's growing up at an accelerated speed, and if Wally doesn't save him, he will die. And that's pretty much what we read about. Meanwhile, Wally's girlfriend, Linda, who is great and not useless like a lot of females in this time, um, runs around and she's trying to uncover some story about a cobra, which is really not important moving forward with our continuity. Um, Thoughts, Aaron? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I think I had a seizure from this nonsense. There were snakes. Uh, that was cool. There were way too many uh, snakes in this issue. Not enough snakes. Uh, I wrote down Barry Allen, question mark, Aunt Iris, question mark, and then I wrote zero point nonsense. So, so Aaron, welcome to comic books, and welcome to the DC <laughs> universe. Um, they like to be intertwined. I sent you guys a picture of a little reference guide for different types of time travel. The flash is all about. So what this book is actually doing is it is creating a teen character for the flash because of the current DC comic current as in 1994 DC comics, popularity of the Tim Drake, Robin solo story and the Superboy solo story. So they're like, who else can we pop out? Who else can mm-hmm. we get to get a solo story? Because those books are making us money. So they're like, oh, The Flash is popular. Certainly we won't do Wonder Woman because we still don't love women that much. So let's do The Flash. So they created him. So nine months after this book came out, Impulse has his own ongoing storyline. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Aaron, did so you read is this uh... the very Is this the first appearance of Impulse? Yes. Yes. So okay, Jacob so very his... sweetly tracked me down these original issues. All right. Yes. I, I I gotta say his Bart Allen, his his origin is very convoluted. It's very it's very thrown together, I thought. He's got the superpower you can't shut down. He's like merged from like I don't even know. They've like got him in a virtual reality situation. So he doesn't understand reality. And if he keeps running, he ages and dies. I'm like, Wally, stop chasing him. Just let him go. (laughs) (laughs) Wally, what are you doing? Just, just let him go. It's his cousin, cousin, but he'll be dead before he even meets his cousin. So who gives a squat? (laughs) Uh, No, Aaron, I, I actually, I, I agree with you that like, if you think about it and you take your time, you can lay out the Bart Allen origin story here and you can kind of make it make sense. Okay. He's from the future. He, uh. He's the first, uh, he's the first speedster to be born with the speed power that we're aware of. So that makes it so that he, he doesn't have time to learn his power. And so he's already, he's moving so fast that his body is 
over metabolizing and, and aging up. He's actually only two years old when he looks like he's 12. And so in order to um, fix that, they send him backwards in time to find a speedster who also had to struggle with adolescence as a speedster and have that person teach him how to control himself. If you the original ex- Kid Flash. Yeah, so right. they if send you him explain back, it that way... They send him back to Wally West, who is full of himself, like, for real. Oh, yeah, This guy's more full of himself than half the 99% of the people we've read about. He's, like, just... He's a douche. So they send him back to be trained by a douchebag? A douche? He's, like, the most popular superhero in the 90s. Um... Um, if well, you then ex- everyone that liked him was a douche. <laughs> if well, you then, explain, douche, it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Aaron, this is what comic books look like when they're bright and fun, and the <laughs> plot doesn't matter. It's just about pretty pictures and so, doing okay, with whatever well, they tell then, you. Then I'm gonna fight you, Ben, because like I mean, you he, did not, he did not treat Linda. Wally did not treat Linda well. He's like stereotyping her up the wazoo like yeah are you yeah, fine with how he was treating her i would i didn't read that part she's another female <laughs> reporter investigating a cult she's attacked by a ton of stakes wally's full of himself he goes up and like oh i must save her you know i i can do this you you can't do anything without me are you you're good with that ben uh, sure. Well, he's not my favorite, but Linda, Linda hits somebody with a fire hydrant. Linda doesn't end up in no refrigerators. Um, I'm saying that this snake. was a show of its time. It's very 90s, but DC Comics, when they weren't doom and gloom and throw in big titties and big guns on things, they were just having bright color fun stuff. And this is a mess. I only own this because it's the origin but I'm not going to make you read Impulse, but Jake gave me the <laughs> opportunity to, but I'm not going to because I think you might actually like it because his individual series is actually a comedy. It's not a superhero book. Okay. It's, so it's, yeah. But it's by Mark Wade, who is this person. Um, who is this person? I don't know. Uh, Mark Wade has got to be known for one of the strongest um, comic book writers, definitely for DC and and Marvel. Um, you know, for the big two, this guy is able to tap into, I think, what really is the core of the characters, and be able to bring out um, some of the 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 most fun versions of these comic characters. I think. This... Well, we're going to read a lot of his JLA down the line. I'm assuming. Yeah, we will. Uh, I'd show bark in a refrigerator. In a few seasons. <laughs> <laughs> what about a refrigerator? What'd you say? What'd you say? What? So I should have drank the Red Bull. I should have drank it. <laughs> <laughs> While you two are doing this, let me explain to the dear listeners why this story matters to what this Batman podcast, because this is a Batman podcast, and is why it, it matters. Uh, it is a Batman podcast. Um, so It's not. The the only other Flash <laughs> issue we read. I'm not to do a podcast at all anymore, Aaron. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying, Jake? Go for it. What are you saying? <laughs> Did you hang up? <laughs> Hello. I'm still here. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay. I'll mute myself. All right. So the reason that this um, 
that this became an actual episode of the show and not just a Ben's world because it, it very well could have just been a Ben's world. This is a character that I knew. I wasn't even going to do it. I Can I fucking talk? <laughs> no. <laughs> Go ahead. The, the only reason this ended up being in the Batman podcast is because of how important all of the flashes, all of the speedsters end up being in the wider DC universe, which always comes to um, uh, a pinnacle at one of the crises. And the Flash is always involved in the crisis stories. And we are jumping in feet first into our first coverage of a crisis. Uh, I did not make you guys read Infinite Crisis, but that is when we lose the original Flash, or, uh, you know, the, the Flash at that point in time, Barry Allen, and Wally West takes over the duties as the Flash. And now we see Wally West introduced to a new speedster, who both of them are going to be big parts of the current crisis and future crisis in the DC universe. Because they keep fucking with the time stream. Like, if you've watched the Flash TV show, you know that's Barry Allen's go-to move, is I'll just go back in time and fix things. Stupid Barry. <laughs> he is stupid. And Wally is uh, kind of a douche in these. He's very 90s, very broski, um, very, you know, Top Gun volleyball kind of guy. <laughs> top Gun He's volleyball. wearing a crop top tank top. What is there to not love? I don't understand. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Yes, no, he's a douche. Um, but, like, so all of the members of the Bat family have something in common. All the members of the Superman family have something in common. Like, that's why it's a family. All the members of the Flash are, wait for it, impulsive. And all about just, like, moving along with things and overthinking. And that's part of why Bart gets dropped off with Wally. Um, but I, I felt I, like okay. it was, like, babysit. Here, babysit this guy. Like, fix him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the issues end with him being like, uh, I'm not about sidekicks. That's not that's not it for me. So after this, um, Wally has his own little big adventure with a bunch of different flashes. And one in particular, an old an old man, fast runner named Max Mercury shows up and Wally's like, hey, you're old. You can take care of this kid. So right after that storyline, Max takes Bart away. So Wally really. doesn't do it. Like mm -hmm. uh, Bart becomes impulse because he doesn't become Kid Flash because Wally is too young and irresponsible to be with him. Okay. Yeah. So. And I did like in so, here that Iris, um, I think it's Iris that makes the that says the line um, that Wally West has to save Bart. It's Wally West's destiny to do so. Mm. And the idea of destiny and the Flash is really interesting because they are in almost constant flux with the time stream, right? Like they can constantly mess with it. I mean, we learned that even after Barry Allen's death. Uh, and Iris is deaf. She was resurrected, and then they had a ch two children together, right? Like they mm. they don't play by the same rules as everybody else does in DC. No, that's true. They don't seem to play by the same rules. I've watched some of the uh, CW show of the Flash, and there's a lot of manipulation of time and space, and 
relationships and stuff that seems to happen on that show. And that just may be because of the flash and his ability to go back and forward to the detriment of the show. Like it's, uh-huh. it's canceling um, soon. Like they're ending it soon. Cause the people are tired of being on it because the stories are getting so repetitive. So oh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm sure. When yeah. I think it's hard to tell that kind of story. And I think that's one of the things that makes impulses um, first appearance here, a little convoluted, like Aaron said, a little bit of a oh, mess. Oh, extremely convoluted. I am fully admitting that it's a complete <laughs> hot mess. Like, I can't, he's one of my favorites, and it's hard for me to explain his origin. Basically, he's from the future, he was raised in virtual reality, and he's younger than he looks. Like, that's, that's <laughs> if I have to explain it to someone. And he goes um, really, really fast. <laughs> right. Really, well, there's really a, fast. As there's fast a, as Wally, which is important. Sorry. Fa- faster than Wally, right? Like, to a point that mm-hmm. Wally couldn't even see him move, and he um, he unknowingly, inadvertently is able to phase, which is a power that Wally was never mm-hmm. able to figure out. And Vibrate his molecules so fast they go through solid objects. Yeah. Right. Yep. And so you're now talking about um, two of the the fastest, most important speedsters to the DC timeline. And, you know, you throw Barry Allen in there for the trifecta of guys that are just going to screw everything up over and over and over for the rest of the DC universe. So, so do you guys feel that the introduction of all these speedsters takes away from the, uh, the mystique of a speedster? I don't think there is a mystique of a speedster. I kind of think it does. Like if you have a flash and he's, like the fastest guy alive and then you introduce all these speedsters i feel like it takes i don't know in my opinion it just takes away from i agree one ability right like you can't be the world's greatest detective if there's five world's greatest detectives right like right you can't be the fastest man alive if there's a bunch of people that just continue to get faster and faster and it creates a creates a storytelling problem is like okay well how do you make like what are the problems what are the conflicts that happen when you get faster than fast and... i think that's why they go to timelines because they have to do something different from the other books uh-huh. and you i mean the flash will fight a giant gorilla but you have to get really creative on how the fastest person alive or one of the seven fastest people alive um because you're not wrong there's a bunch of them can fight a giant gorilla so it's it, yeah i i totally see what you're saying but it's a huge part of the flash is the family and like batman like he just raises a bunch of mini detectives like he's the he's the top but his whole family's detectives so you know they're they're not all as fast as him they're not all and they have slightly different powers one of this some of the speedsters can fly some of the speedsters are evil some of the speedsters can vibrate some of them can't so like it's yeah. a tweak on like how dick grayson and tim drake and all that are just br- smaller versions of bruce like, i, with I their appreciate own. yeah i appreciate you saying that ben about bruce because when we do the crossover with you and sarah you mm-hmm. have now given us complete ammunition about how bruce is the greatest detective so we appreciate that. I mean, I'm going within the DC comics <laughs> oh, universe. You didn't say that a minute ago. Um, yeah, that's fine. We don't have to do it anymore. So, <laughs> and, and to talk about Batman a little bit, like this would be the kind of the same connection as it, for the Flash fans. Uh, this would be like 
Dick Grayson's grandson showing up and needing training, right? Like this was kind of important to, like Ben said, the family, like these guys are all blood related down a chain. Like this isn't just somebody granted super speed. This is another one of the Allens. This is another one of the Wests, uh, that has this, uh, legacy that they have uh-huh. inherited and one of the i think actually one of the better character creation points of impulse is that he didn't it wasn't an accident it wasn't um him seeking the power he's born with it and it's completely out of control for him he has a different set of challenges than any of the other superheroes who happen upon their power he's much more <sighs> this is a hard line to draw, but he's much more like Wonder Woman or Superman where he, you know, from day one, he's got to learn how to uh, control himself like everybody else. And And I I like that. I like that they showed that, you know, I get what you're saying, Jake, and they kind of showed that when he's in the kitchen and trying to make breakfast and trying to find food and he's all over the place. I did like that page a lot. And he's just kind of bouncing here and there, and he's asking, "Do you have this? Do you have this?" I'm bored. I'm bored. And it's, it, it, <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, you know, chill the fuck out, dude. And Could you relate as parents? Oh, it stressed oh, cool. me the hell out. It just, like, <laughs> just sit still for a goddamn second. So, Aaron, I gave you crap, and you're giving me crap. But honestly, he's sort of his purpose is to be annoying. Like he will go on, like everyone who interacts with him. Um, is annoyed by him. Like he's he, they're friends with him, but at like a oh god, we got to bring him to. It's almost like okay. they have to take care of him. Well, so I, I'm good with that. If, if everyone else is annoyed by him, I'm good with that. Yes, that's um, the point. When Batman okay. names him Impulse, he wasn't trying to give him a name. He was trying to warn them, is what okay. he says. So All it's right. just I a do, joke. I do have a problem though, Ben, with his like. Like with the storytelling in here, I feel like they did the, they did the standard like comic or cartoon like trope of let's leave you on a cliffhanger and then it's already resolved when you come back. <laughs> with him going so fast and like Barry or uh, Wally's following him and he goes, oh no, and then immediately they show back up at the house and, um, you know, uh, Bart or Impulse oh, he is went, like he went through the wall. He's went through the wall and he's normal mm-hmm. and oh he went so fast he emerged as a phoenix is what they said and it's like oh come on you got to give us something better than that don't just leave on this and then show up and like oh he went so fast he fixed himself is basically what they said which well, is Wally I pushes him was, Wally had yeah. to push him through the certain boundary I don't know what the hell it's talking about but I will say in the very next book we're going to cover next episode of this podcast Aaron Wally is asked to do very similar things. So that's a flash problem. That's not okay. That's a consistent flash thing where they just make up his rules and powers. <laughs> so, well, Aaron, did you read yes. the intro to the trade paperback? Of course, he didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't read that shit. So, I didn't have time for that. Uh, they they talk about how their writing style <laughs> for the Flash at this time, and then the ongoing impulse issues that spun out of this were okay. Well, let's get him into a situation and then figure it out later. And they <laughs> they liked that it, impulsive storytelling uh, to like oh well let's just you know write ourselves out of it and I, I agree with you like it I hate that like convenient oh well 
two pages earlier I was about to die, and then now this mm-hmm. here's the explanation of how I got out of it. Like I want to. It seems see, like way earlier that. comic books. It seems very like sixties and seventies comic yes. books. Mm-hmm. It, it seems very yeah. yeah, very Batman sixty six where you know like previously batman and robin are tied up and then they're untying themselves at the start of the next episode right like oh how did you get out like that's the part i wanted to see and yeah i i I 100 agree Uh with you there that uh for an origin story um i I wanted a a little bit more clarity yeah (laughs) i guess that's my review let's go to reviews guys because we're at uh 38 minutes here but let me ask you something what do you think of this. Say it's right. That was it's terrible. Right. Horrendous. I'm offended. I'm it's appalled. That was awesome. Yes. Yes. Aaron loved it. He recommends it highly. <laughs> uh, as I've said all throughout this podcast on season seven, I'm holding my reviews until I see where this. I don't girl... think you can, Aaron, because this is this is what okay, season seven it is. Crap. It's, don't it's a look it. at. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So. Oh, did it just drop at 38 minutes? I thought it was 48 minutes. God damn it! What the fuck? I thought it was 48 minutes, not 38 minutes. What the fuck? Shit to cut out. If ever there was a time for it to cut out, it was right now. (laughs) Are you back, Jacob? Yeah. All right. So, Aaron, you actually have me to thank for not having to read the entire trade paperback because Jake was going to have us read the whole thing. And I said, no, no, it's not. Hold on. I said it's not important. But I'm glad I didn't let you because I think you would have actually enjoyed the next part because the next part is like way it's it's very concise and it's very particular okay. and every issue is its own little sitcom and it's there's like very few supervillains it's all about how it's are like, we not it's reading that anymore we're not reading it no because you're an asshole <laughs> so we're not gonna read it and <laughs> so but i but it wasn't imp- it, that was better than these issues but that isn't important for the ongoing Whatever, because you're gonna you're gonna read more impulse, Aaron. Don't you worry, but you don't get to read the well-written Mark um, Wade Humberto Ramos uh, comedy issues of impulse. That's fair. Okay. Um, Yeah. Uh, So my real my real review is I'm 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 waiting to see where this falls into the zero point stuff because I don't know enough about it yet. I do like the Flash in general. I liked it when we read uh, the Flash issue a long ass time ago. Uh, he hasn't podcast very much compared to some of the other uh, JLA members. Which is um, why we're touching base with him. <laughs> <laughs> he says Thank you, Ben. Teeth grew. <laughs> but it's been so all right funny. well all right listeners i think you enjoyed aaron and i being friends for what was it season five season it was four. an episode then <laughs> there, there, are, there are a few seasons but i feel like uh jake is gonna really enjoy this season because i'm gonna be team jake the whole time so <laughs> <laughs> no i don't think that's true uh you haven't seen the full list for the season yet so Damn it. All right. Well, thank you for letting us read the origin. Um, my actual review is the flesh is bonkers bananas. It's hard to follow. Um, these issues, I love them and own them because Jake got them for me. And they, I, I am in a big, I was in a big thing where I had to have the origins of all my people. 
but this is not my impulse. Like this was, they didn't know what they were going to do with him yet. He goes a long way. So these individual issues, I don't feel like they're necessary for what's going on. Um, but I'm glad that I got to yell at Aaron. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I agree with both of you guys. This is, this has been kind of a hot mess. It's been kind of fun to touch base with flash again. Um, as I said, uh, in my, my make you guys shut up and listen to me for a second rant that, uh, flash is super. (laughs) What are we supposed to do? (laughs) Did we do that? He's super important for the crisis. And where Batman is concerned when the crisis come up, you've got to be able to also talk about Flash. And so um, this origin story kind of kind of was reminiscent of like the Jason Todd origin where it's like it's all just kind of mixed up and like you can explain it in a couple sentences and then move on to good, well-written stories about that character. And I do agree with Ben. I have read further into the impulse. I've actually never read these issues before, but I have read the beginning of the impulse story and those are very strong. The art by Herberto Ramos is stellar, stellar art. Um, and then the writing by Mark Wade is, it, it is definitely not a superhero comic. It's a little, uh, cartoony sitcom and it, it, it's very fun. It's very funny. And I think that's what the character is all meant to be. Um, this is a good fit here in the zero hour because all this DC stuff is just kind of mixed up and going crazy right now. So you got to talk about some time travel and flash stuff when you're talking about that. All right. Fair enough. Well so, said, uh, Jake. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> so what's uh, next? What's, what's next? All right, Jake? guys. So we are diving, uh, into the time stream. We are going to be reading zero hour Issue four, zero hour issue three. Hey guys, it goes backwards. Uh, I feel that way. Shadow of the Bat 31 and Detective Comics 678. You can find these issues collected in the zero hour trade paperback or the Batman zero hour trade paperback. Um, You will need both of them to cover all four issues though. So they didn't know what the hell they were doing. So they did four and then they did three. No, zero hours. It's been going backwards. It's a countdown. It's counting down to zero. Okay. And Aaron, you can find those issues on your porch tomorrow because I'm going to bring them by my way out of town. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to say, and you can find those issues shoved up your. Okay. (laughs) No, 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 maybe. Maybe finally we'll figure out what the hell this timeline has been like for the last couple of weeks and why we've read these crazy bonker issues. What is going on with the DC's timeline? It all starts all right. to make a little bit of sense next week, guys. All right. Does it? Well, I'm, I'm sure our friend <laughs> it doesn't. I was just I thought that sounded nice, right? <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure our laxative friend from the discount family dollar will be making his appearance. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Aaron, Black what did we time. learn in this crazy ass episode? <laughs> Other than Jake just wants you two to shut the hell up and listen for a second. It's that time again. To do another one of our cute little skits? No, it's time to learn the day's lesson. And to find out what it is, we turn to the wheel of Batman. Wheel of Batman. Turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn. <laughs> Well, well, gentle listeners, we we learned 
Uh, don't chase him, Wally. Just let him go. Let it go. Let him go. <laughs> All right. For the Brotherhood of Batman, for maybe another episode or two, I'm Ben, your sunshine in the Gotham, and the baby brother. I'm Aaron. I'm the oldest of us. I'll clean this up. Thanks for tuning in. And I'm Jake. I cannot wait for these two to fight more this season, so tune in, guys. <laughs> Oats of bitters cleanse the city.